It is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. I am Tyler. With me as always is my co-host Smitty. Be sure to go follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412 and go check out some of the links that we have in the description of each of our shows, starting with the GoFundMe link for Rocking Around the 412 Year 6. It's also the pinned tweet or post. I keep messing that up. I don't know what to call it. On X, but also check out the description. We have the link there. You can go read about the mission over the past five years. We've been able to raise over $25,000 to be able to help provide Christmas for some of the children in our local 724 and 412 area codes. Now, Smitty and I never had to worry about where Christmas was coming from growing up, so we've been able to give back to some of these kids and provide them that opportunity as well. As a, also partnering with the East Rochester Salvation Army and adopting kids off of their angel tree to provide Christmas for them too. So if you want to read about the mission, we're closing in on Christmas. I know it still seems like it's far away, but we're only about two little over two months away so go check out the mission donate if you can if you can't please share the mission so we can get as many eyeballs on it as we can so we can spread the word also while you're in the description check out the everything custom design links as well our friend Haley wagner you want to support a small business well she's got one and she could do custom designs on clothing and halloween i don't know when the orders are going to be able to be uh finalized but halloween i know she can do customized trick-or-treat bags so if you want to get one of those order quickly because they are going to go fast before we she can stop doing them but you know thanksgiving we still have a while for that she can also do a customized uh kitchen make apron if you want there's several things that she can do so go check it out we've got a facebook and an etsy link in the description of each and every show on youtube as well as on the listening platforms but if you want a hat like what smitty's got on his head right now you cannot get it from her you cannot. Uh, the other thing that you cannot get is an opening night win from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sorry, that's out the window. Man. <laughs> that <would've laughs> nice. That's what we're here to talk about. Let's dive into it. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins season opened up. Uh, the time of recording this yesterday, by the time you guys are watching or listening to this, at least two days ago, against the Chicago Blackhawks, Connor Bedard making his much-anticipated NHL debut against Sidney Crosby and the boys. Sidney Crosby gets a goal, not the first goal. Brian Rust, of course, was going to get the first goal. Many people uh, in that Penguins video, I don't know if you saw it, but were predicted yeah. him as the first goal scorer, as well as it just seems to be his thing, like opening night and game sevens that's brian russ uh bread and butter right there so score two goals and uh reverting back to the 2022 2023 penguins they blew a two to nothing lead in this game and uh things got away from them in the third period um i don't even know where to start with this i guess let's just start with that like the fact that they blew another lead i think it's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouth until they can get out onto the ice on friday against the capitals and show hey listen we know that that looked like a continuation of last season that's not who we are that was just one game but for now like as a fan it's hard not to have a bad taste in your mouth just because it looks so similar to last season yeah, you uh, have a whole new team, essentially, a, a lot of new faces, but there was a sense of uh, deja vu in watching what happened on Monday or Tuesday night, excuse me. And, you know, with the Steelers, for example, we wanted a continuation of what happened last season. With the Penguins, however, we do not want a continuation of what happened this season or last season. So to see them blow not uh, blow a 2 nothing lead, 
and then blow a third period lead. They were up two to one going into the third period. It just felt so deflating off of what could have been a great start to the season. And don't get me wrong. There's still 81 games left. So there's a lot of time to be able to change this team. But as far as game one goes for how much turnaround this this team had when it comes to the player personnel on the offense, even on the defense, and it, even in the front office. I mean, Kyle Dubas, new GM, I'm sure he would have wanted to, to start his Penguins a career off with a win as well. For how much turnaround there was and change there was, it just felt so eerily familiar about what was happening with this team. And I think that's a problem. Um, obviously, I don't want to make it seem like it's as big of a problem as as it might be or, or this early or not. It's Like I said, it's one game. So how much can we take off of one game? It's such a small sample size. But when that sample size extends to last season – that's the problem that I have with it is like this is not like a, a new thing for the Penguins to do. This was becoming a trend last year. And to be able to start the season off this year with that same trend, it's a little disappointing. And there's other trends with throughout this game that was that were happening that were trends from last year too. But just the the overall trend of you had a lead and then you took your foot off the gas, you blew it, you you blew the two-goal lead, you blew a third period lead that just seems so eerily familiar and just such a disappointment for wanting to start the season off on the right foot. Like there was so much change to the team. You wanted to prove to the fans from game one, that this was a new team that they were going to be rooting for. It still might be, like I said, 81 games. There's still a long time. They could change and look completely different on Friday night, but based off of how they ended the season last year, not making the playoffs and a lot of these games, especially against that opponent opponent, the one that mm-hmm. essentially knocked you out of the playoffs when you lost five to two in the second to last game of the season, it, it just it just felt kind of like someone twisting the knife a little bit. Like, hey, you did miss the playoffs last year, and we were the ones to do it. So, I I, I think there was a little bit dis- of a disappointment. Um, am I going to try to overreact and say that the team is still like bad or they're going to miss the playoffs after one game? No. It's just disappointing because you would have liked to have seen a lot of change in the the play to go with a lot of the change that you have in the personnel. Yeah, I think for me, the only thing that I'm like w- was worried about, if anything, was the in zone defense. I thought looked very similar to last year, where it's like too many guys puck watching or they're chasing the puck. Like it just didn't seem very structured in their own end, um, and with as many pieces as they brought in to be specifically to def- like defensive specialists uh you know that's kind of worrisome the fact that they were having as much trouble in their own end as they were with a team like the blackhawks you know which i'm not trying to take away from them they're an nhl team but they're very young and they're not anywhere close to being a uh, contending hockey team at this point in time like against Connor bedard okay like i can i can see it if, if he's getting his in this game which he looked very good definitely looks like he belongs uh which is no surprise to anybody but um I would say that's the one concern that I had was just from like a a structural standpoint. It, it looked the same in their own end, and I would have thought that things would have been a little bit tighter. But that, again, could be attributed to these guys not playing with each other a ton and a lot of new pieces coming in and still trying to learn this system. But that, I thought, was the one carryover. Like, I, I thought that they looked um, – I looked. I thought that they looked okay uh, offensively and in transition they did some good things. Like, let's just talk about Eric Carlson, who, if you look at the underlying numbers, show that he might have been the worst penguin on the ice last night. 
but for him it, there, it seemed like a lot of the stuff was like fluky right like he broke his stick on his shots uh mm-hmm. there was a time on the power play where he's trying to feed sid and it looks like he's playing like hot potato with it and i don't know if it was just jitters or what but he just like fires the pass when he had no reason to have that much heat on it and it's just like a lot of uncharacteristic things for eric carlson that i anticipate get better as time goes on um i don't know that like i would single out anybody else individually i thought ryan graves wasn't very good uh in his debut um i said i didn't know if i was just single out anybody and then like one came to mind right away uh <laughs> lars Zeller looks how i thought lars like that third line was very bad I thought, like, I was excited to see Drew O'Connor based off the preseason he had and Jansen Harkins based off what he did in his two games since coming over on waivers. I was Mm -hmm. excited to see those two in that third line together. I'm not going to attribute it to just Lars Eller bringing them down, but I thought that was their worst line yesterday. I don't know how how you thought. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. Um, Overall, the bottom six in general, I don't think that they were as bad as I – I think some could have thought that they were going to be, um, but I don't think that they were that great either. They were just kind of there, didn't really do anything in the game, um, didn't really drive offense or anything like that. I don't know. It, it just felt like the Penguins looked really good for about 20 minutes um, of the game, and that just was kind of what happened last year, right? Like they they, they were able to get some decent enough goaltending especially early on to keep the game even and Morazic I, I mean he was standing on his head I felt like especially early in this game where the penguins should have gotten more than just a two nothing lead but th- in circumstance that happens and then it's it's like the penguins just don't have a killer instinct enough to be able to keep it going I I don't I don't know what changes from when they have a multi-goal lead to when they're giving it up but like they just don't have I feel like the killer instinct to be able to just keep pressing like and and adding those goals. I'm not saying that they're not trying out there, but it, I just feel like there's times where they just don't look as hungry to to be able to to forecheck the way that they should be doing it or at being as defensively sound in their own end like we said is a problem. Like there's several times in this game where there were defensive breakdowns where you either can't clear the puck or someone is out of position chasing guys behind the net. Like it's it's been a clear problem. And also, special teams, while I'm not going to try to make it seem like the power play is is the sa- exact same from last year, they still have Eric Carlson on it, so it's it's such a small mm-hmm. sample size. The the thing that isn't a small small sample size though, and I can going to lump this in is like there is no from what I saw in those two. And I thought it was going to be clear that Carlson would have been the quarterback. From what I saw, there's no clear quarterback. And I think there needs to be a determined, you are going to run this power play. I just felt like... We it, actually it talked like- about that on the, the broadcast, and, I'm, and I was glad that they brought it up. Because, to your point, he shouldn't be like the, the primary shooter. Like He shouldn't be in that spot. That's where they had him for a lot of the power yeah. play yesterday, when he should be the guy doing what he did in San Jose. There's a reason that he had... How many? 76 assists Something last like that, year yeah. and like you know it's a lot of that damage being done in the power play is he's the number one facilitator from the point on the power play in the entire league i don't know why you'd be trying to, to mess with that like he should keep the same role yeah i don't know if it's just because he's the right-handed shot in that scenario and because they were having like malkin up on the point and it's like i'm sorry i don't want malkin running this power play i don't and if that's the case if you want a right-handed shooter over on that side 
then just run double defense on the power play and have Latang over there and then have Carlson running it. You need someone to be the main guy on this power play. We saw that with with what Kessel was in the several years that he was running the power play, and you've lacked that for the past several seasons since Kessel's absence, and they haven't had the same power play since. They need to have some clear cut because while they did have, like to, to their credit, they did have offensive zone possession time on the power play. They were doing some good passing. I still don't feel like they were shooting enough. And I've always been, and, and you and I have always been in the same boat, the, you, you don't just shoot to shoot, but sometimes you need to do something. Like you, you need to help to get a bounce or something. It's almost like the Penguins just refuse to shoot unless it's going to be an absolute 100%er on a goal. And sometimes you need to get the ugly goals. And when they get on the power play, they absolutely refuse to do that. So I, I, I never want to be the guy that is yelling, shoot the puck. But at the same time, you need to shoot the puck in order to score. I don't care how many clean passes you can make and how much offensive zone time on a power play you have. If your refusal to shoot the puck is still going to be there, you're not going to score. So while it is a small enough sample size with just two opportunities in this game um, where I, I don't want to like judge the power play just yet, it still felt the same a little bit, even with Carlson on it. And I think that you're right. Carlson needs to be moved off of that, that left wall and just be on the point. If they want a right-handed shot, put put Russ there. Put put Latang there. Do not put Carlson there because he needs to one be the one running the show. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention, you you, you thought uh, Mrazic played pretty well in this game and and stole a few. And I don't disagree, but the one thing that I will say, like a lot of those shots are just he has clear vision. Like the Penguins, other than yeah. Matt Nieto early in this game. They weren't getting to the front of the net. They're not affecting the goalie sight lines. And that's not just like this one game. I feel like that's kind of been a, a trending theme for them is they don't they don't have guys that are going to make things dirty. You know, look at the goal that Ryan Donato scored for the Blackhawks, their first goal of the game, where he's boxing out Pedersen. He's in, he's in front of the net. They don't have a guy that, that goes to those areas and creates those types of opportunities. You know, that's why we see a lot of one and done for the Penguins when they get into the zone, one shot and out. Um so I'd like to see more of that. I'm not trying to take away from from what uh, Peter Morozik did yesterday. He gave up less goals than the Penguins were expected to score. So clearly he was doing something right. Goals save above expected. But um, I just feel like they made his life pretty easy, too, in terms of not creating a bunch of traffic in front of him and letting him see the puck. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I think that they need to be do a better job of that. And they, I, I just think offensively they needed to continue to do what I think a lot of the, what the off the top line does, if they're playing off of the transition game, they 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 if they're not doing that and they're going to have sustained zone time. They need to get people causing chaos in front of the net. That's how you're going to be able to score those goals, and that's how they should score those goals on not only just like five on five, but what I was just talking about with the power play too. They like they need to to have somebody making someone's life harder in in front of the net because we see that it happen in the Penguin zone. Um, so they, they need to be able to reciprocate that. Um, I, I I think that also one thing in this game that I wanted to, to point out that uh, I was overall pretty pleased with, honestly, was Tristan Jari. Um, I don't think that he looked awful in this game. I, th- I think there was like one or two of the goals that it's like, yeah, he could have had a save, but also I'm not going to like complain about it too much. But I, I think going what 30 32 of 35 i believe on the game i think i think there was yeah. a good performance in his first start 
um, especially after receiving that new contract. I, I don't I don't think that uh, he would say necessarily it was his best performance, and neither would I want him to. But overall, I was pretty pleased with what I saw from Jari, especially from some of the defensive play in his own end that we saw in front of him. Yeah, he. I mean, he certainly wasn't the reason they lost the game. I thought he looked good early on. I don't know that he was tested very much down the stretch. Um, even with Chicago having a ton of zone time and stuff, I don't think that the looks were necessarily like high quality. Um, and then, you know, I'm not going to complain about it because the Penguins put themselves in a position. They should. It should have come down to that. But that, the third goal, I mean, the game-winning goal, the Blackhawks get an atrocious bounce. Well, atrocious if you're on the Penguins' side. Very good if you're on the Blackhawks' side. Right. Just a very wild bounce that goes right to the guy's stick. Ryan Graves is caught sleeping, thinking there's no chance that the puck's going to go to that spot. Um, and Yeah, so I can't really blame Jari for that one. Um, I'm trying to think of all of them, though. Like, I don't think that there were any that were like glaringly. Well, there was only three. He didn't give up the fourth one because it was empty net. What was the second goal? The second goal. Shoot, I'm trying to think. I I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm so... my mind is going. Oh, back that to... was the one. Uh, they, there was a guy open in front of the net for sure. Um, but I don't know who who was on the ice or who fed it to him. But I can picture the goal now. Yeah, wasn't it Donato anyway. that scored it? No, Donato got the first one. Oh, first goal. Okay. The second one was that like Gutman or whatever. Gotcha. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't think he was awful. I thought he was better early in the game. Um, when there were when the Blackhawks were having were getting some chances, but um, yeah, I don't know. The one thing that a positive note to talk about, Jake Gensel playing right off the bat. Yeah, uh, we thought that was surprising. Like <laughs> I mean at least seven games. Yeah, we were talking about like him missing the first couple weeks, and to be having him in the lineup from night one, that's good. It also answers a question for who's going to be taking his spot in his absence. Well, Jake Gensel did. Jake Gensel. So <laughs> we don't we don't have any absence. Um, also, one person that I, I don't want to necessarily say it was a bad thing that I didn't notice him really that much, but overall, I feel like I didn't really notice Riley Smith that much. Um, but I, I will say like, well, what, wait a minute. Riley Smith probably could have had a couple goals in this game. Like he, he had, I don't remember how many shots on goal he had. He had a few shots on goal, like right into the crest of the goalie. Um, how many shots did he have? I swear that he had, uh, Riley Smith had four, four. Yeah. I was, well, he was the one that had, uh, that, that mini breakaway that mm-hmm. Gino set him up on when, he had one late in the game as well. Um, I don't remember all of them, but yeah, I felt like he could have definitely potted one. Th- this is another thing too. We talk about like uh, I feel like we brought up PDO on here before. Um, for people that don't understand it, it's a basically a luck. Statistic. How lucky you are? Yeah, and the Penguins were ninety six yesterday. Uh, their Corsi four was actually higher than their Corsi against, but their PDO was ninety six. Also, PDO they, for those that don't know, like it's scored out of a hundred. So if you were one hundred, yeah, you're neither lucky nor unlucky. You're just a average. You're just a completely normal team. The lower you go below one hundred, typically like ninety six, ninety five, like that's a bad PDO score. And then if you're getting like 100, 400, 105, that's a that means you're really lucky. So ninety six means that they were unlucky yesterday. If you're looking for some hopium, the Penguins were unlucky yesterday, and that's why they lost. So. There you go. Yep. But 
how many more games? How many games they, they'll play? Two games. That's it. Before because they don't play again until after the weekend until Wednesday. So they got Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we only we'll we, we had the game against the Capitals on Friday, um, which also I, I don't maybe this I'm just thinking wrong, but like this is really early. I feel like to play the Capitals at least in in recent seasons. Mm. I feel like all of our games against like their first game against the Capitals has typically come like around like they December or January, the and then they load yeah. them up in the spring. Uh, so well, like, they're probably not the expecting Capitals game. to be very good. That's true. So. That's true. But playing them in the second game just weird to me. But then mm-hmm. yeah, Friday, um, they they open with the Capitals, and then they have the back to back playing the Calgary Flames back at home on Saturday. And the NHL be... scheduling is hilarious. They're playing in Washington to then come home to play Calgary. And not even looking at just the Penguins here. Connor Bedard, the number one overall pick who everybody wants to see, has to wait until his sixth NHL game to play on his home ice for the first time. Seriously? That's the first five games are on the road. That is absolutely nuts. They're taking part in three teams openers. What did you think of Bedard? He's he was awesome. I mean, he's yeah. You can tell when a guy has it if they're noticeable. Literally every time they're on the ice, whether he has the puck on his stick or not, he's noticeable. There were a couple and, shots that made me really uncomfortable, where I was like, "I think this goes in." And obviously, yeah. they didn't, but you could definitely tell. Like for his, especially for his size, I feel like the puck just snaps off his stick so fast, like way faster than I thought it would. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I it, everybody complaining about how often they were bringing him up on the broadcast. I mean, are do we not have these conversations all the time about how bad the NHL is at marketing its and, own league? Like this well, is what they also, should be doing. Anybody who's complaining about them talking about Bedard as much as they are, I mean, granted, we were ten years old. They must but not really remember what it was like when Sidney Crosby was drafted or was in the in the, like it was a event every single time Sidney Crosby was playing in, in your arena for the first time or his first game. I like, mean, McDavid more recently, like that's probably people should remember that. Like, right. But I'm just talking close to home. Like it's like yeah. people forget that like Crosby was being compared to Gretzky before he even played a shift in the NHL. So I, I feel like people are just quick to forget that. Like, obviously it was 18 years ago. But mm-hmm. this happened with a Penguins player too. So, I mean, and this, I, again, is what the league should be doing. Like, this is what we're talking about in terms of mark. They're actually marketing this guy. Oh no, he's played on ESPN in his debut and played on TNT tonight. Like, they're doing what they should be doing. Other than the fact he doesn't play until his sixth game in his NHL career at home. Also, but he lost tonight uh, again. But he did score his first goal. Scored his first goal. Yeah, two points already in two games. So. On pace for to be a point per game player in this rookie year. Not bad. Also, I went back, dude. I completely forgot that the Anaheim Ducks took Leo Carlson and not Adam Fantilli. Like we talked about last week, how I said uh, Bedard, which I might already go back on, wasn't going to win the rookie of the year. I would be Fantilli because of who he's playing with, and in my head, I was thinking Fantilli was in Anaheim. So where I is it? Completely forgot they took. Columbus. Hmm. Too bad it's going to be Logan Cooley. Yeah, and you know what? I kind of forgot about him just because he wasn't a draft pick this year. Like, he yeah. wasn't even on my mind when we were having that conversation. Well, he was my... Uh, that was one of my surprises for the NHL season, I believe, last week. Yeah. Was that Logan Cooley mm-hmm. was going to lead the Coyotes in scoring. 
when you brought his name up, that should have triggered it in my mind. But again, I wasn't even, I was just thinking about 2023 draft picks. So mm-hmm. that's why. But uh, he hasn't played a game yet, has he? They don't play until tomorrow. No, they haven't, they haven't played yet. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. I hope to change changes that I hope to see from game one to game two. I hope you see more of a clear cut, like quarterback of a power play. Assuming they do get a power play in that game. Um, mm. And then I would like to see some more defensive responsibility in your own zone. <laughs> Just I'm not even, I'm not even saying like you have to be super great defensively, but like be more positionally sound when it comes to your own zone. Like don't go chasing guys and, and be more responsible about winning when it gets to clearing the puck out of your own zone. Because I think that that is one thing that leads to goals more often than not for the Penguins. They, they, the refusal to get the puck out of their own zone. And I feel like a lot of it is just they're, they're being too cute. If you think you're going to ice it, I don't even care. Just get it out. Because a lot, a lot of the time I feel like they just keep it in too long. And that is what causes some of the pressure for the opposing team's offense, which leads to goals. So I'd like to see the quarterback of the power play be more clear cut, AKA Eric Carlson. And I'd like to see more defensively sound hockey in your own end. Offensively. I mean, just just keep your foot on the gas for for 60 minutes, not 20 minutes. Yeah. And again, I think they need to create some traffic in front of the goaltenders that they see this weekend. Um, I would like to see. OK, so when we come back here for the, ne- the next episode, what I want to see is a couple pow- a couple power play goals. Um, we'll see Alex Nedeljkovic probably make his Penguins debut one of those two games, Friday or Saturday. I'm sure he starts one of them. So we'll look forward to seeing that as well and how he looks. Um, I just want to see more structure in their own end again. You know, probably not everybody understands and is fully playing into that Sullivan system yet. Uh, hopefully that comes with time, but uh, they're gonna have to like this Penguins team isn't built like Penguin teams of the past, not including last year, just of the past, where you know they could kind of sleepwalk a little bit early in the season because you know that they'd rack up points in March and stuff. I I think that every game is going to be important for these guys. I mean, they missed the playoffs last year. Like these games are all going to be meaningful for this team in order for them to get to the postseason. You're already a game behind right now. There's eighty one yeah. to go, but you're already you're already set yourself behind. So you got to improve. You have to. It'll take time though. I I I fully believe it. It'll. It, there's a lot of new faces on this team that are going to take take used to playing with each other. So not losing faith after one game. No. Oh, the one thing that I'm, I'm I wasn't happy about though. I know he scored in this opener. And that line, this line got there only two goals. I we, we're still doing this rust on the top line of a Raquel thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. I it is what it is at this point. I feel like it's we just have to accept it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, um, unless unless the play gets so bad that they they make the switch. It's mm-hmm. it's just the way that it is. Gensel and Rust yeah. are just bound to be Sid's wingers. I guess so. All right, uh, let's get out of here. If you are watching this episode and you are also a Steelers fan, go check out the Steelers episode for the week. No pirate show uh, season, obviously wrapped up there. I'll be honest, didn't know what to talk about. So no pirate show this week. Maybe we'll be back with the pirate show next week. If I can come up with something for us to discuss uh, TBD on that. But, I will say uh, yeah, I did. I did uh, text our friend Jamal a little uh, Easter egg. If you know who Jamal is. But I did text our friend Jamal after the Penguins game. When is when is uh, spring training start? <laughs> as, mm. a, as a joke. 
So, yeah, man, I, again, you know, these shows that do pirate stuff year round cap tip to them because, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. So shout out to them. But anyway, go check out the Steely show. If you are into that then go watch another video, um, like subscribe, hit that notification bell. If you're listening somewhere else, leave us a five star review, check out the description, wherever you're watching or listening. We got year six of rock around the four, one, two kicked off two more months, probably where we're going to be accepting donations. Every single penny that is donated goes to helping out kids in our area, providing Christmas for them in its entirety. Tyler, I never had to worry about where Christmas was coming from. So we created this mission with the intent of doing the same thing for as many children in our area, raised over $25,000 in the first five years of doing so last year and going forward. We're going to continue to partner with the East Rochester Salvation Army with our angel tree that they do every Christmas in the name of our friend Dalton Keene. Kaylee, Isla, his girlfriend and daughter are going to be involved with it going forward. And we're really excited for that as well. She created a flyer. I think she's still working on the finishing touches for it. Hopefully I can reveal that to you guys on next week's episode and get that out. But if you guys donate, you're going to be eligible to win some prizes. Feel like the Penguin Show is the show to really mention this on right now. And Eric Carlson jersey is going to be one of those prizes. Also, Penguin tickets will be one of those prizes. And there's going to be more stuff on the way as well. But for sure, want to bring up those two for anybody watching this episode. The link to donate is in the description, as well as our friend Haley Wagner's Everything Custom Designs. Go get a custom shirt, hoodie, apron. Uh, we got Halloween right around the corner, trick-or-treat bags. You can do custom ones of those as well. But get your orders in for those if you're trying to, because we only got like 20 days until Halloween. So get in on that action if that's something that you are into. If you want a hat, you can reach out to her, and she'll tell you that she cannot do them. So you can also message her and just waste her time. Do that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Around the 412 Penguins show. For Tyler, I am Smitty, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>